When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. How would you like to ramp up your club's game day atmosphere? Big Screen Video is giving 10 lucky sports clubs the chance to win a $10,000 grant towards their own digital scoreboard. Register now at iCanWin.com.au slash BSV. Well, if you sat up the other night and watched the NRL Grand Final like me, uh, then uh, you probably thought that that might be the end of uh, your sport for the night, but not the case. As soon as you know that Ryan Fox is anywhere around the top of the leaderboard and the golf is beaming in from the, in the early hours of the morning from the UK, you just have to stay focused. And fortunately, uh, I did. And uh, I managed to watch uh, Ryan Fox, in my opinion, have his greatest victory uh, ever. In his uh, career, at just the age of 35, it's been so fantastic to this point. But it was a wonderful win. Not without its drama. Golf is like that. But uh, he's on the line now from uh, the UK. And we're so grateful that uh, he's going to give us some of his time uh, this morning, our time. Uh, Ryan, congratulations. I, I think uh, perhaps uh, your greatest win. You've had a 24 hours to think about it. Is that how you view it? Yeah, thanks, Millie. Yeah, it's, I would definitely agree with you there. I mean, it doesn't get a whole lot bigger than uh, than winning a tournament at St Andrews. So obviously, the Open might be slightly bigger, but um, yeah, regardless, Dunhill Links is such an iconic event, and um, yeah, to, to to be the champion there this year is, is pretty amazing, to be honest. Well, I, I, I'm a great believer that there's fate in life and there's fate in sport as well. Um, You've won this uh, in front of your parents, uh, your your wife, uh, of course, your daughter as well. I mean. They live so far away. You've got this great affiliation with this tournament, uh, which you have with Shane Warne as well. Uh, he, he passed away, as we all know, um, not that long ago. Uh, and I just think there's a sense of something different about this for you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, yeah, it's the first time my wife and little one have seen me win uh, on this tour. Um, you know, the, they travel a lot, but they missed the, the other two. So that's, that's pretty cool to have them there. Mum and Dad travelled up from New Zealand and saw three or two weeks of non-golf or missed cut and then um you know obviously this so that was that was pretty special to have them there and then you know obviously warney he was my partner for this event i think the last four maybe five years um and you know to to not have him there this year was was very sad you know we had a, we had a lot of fun at this event and you know to be able to call someone like that a mate was was pretty special someone i idolized growing up bowling a little bit of leg spin, and um, yeah, my last memory of him was at this tournament last year. Um, you know, we finished second in the team event, and he was absolutely buzzing. And as Warney was at this event, very very hungover on Sunday. Um, but that's just, <laughs> you know, that was just that was that was just that was just him. And um, you know, I would have loved to have been able to share the experience of of leading and and coming down the stretch and winning the tournament with him this year. You know, he. Being the competitor that he was, he absolutely loved that environment. And, um, yeah, there was definitely some sadness there this year. But as you said, probably 
probably a little bit of fate there as well. You know, I felt like he was he was there with me, and I had a little bit of luck, especially on Sunday. And you know, maybe maybe he was down. He was looking down on on it with a with a vodka Red Bull and and maybe kicking a couple <laughs> of balls the right direction for me. He would have uh, he would have been watching. I I, I would venture to say, uh, Ryan, that you woke up um, yesterday morning or this morning your time in better shape than you perhaps would have been if you were celebrating with uh, Shane Warne. Uh, yes, yes. I don't think I would have actually woken up if Warnie was there. I think I just would have stayed awake, knowing knowing yeah. him. But it was actually it was very uh, it was very quiet last night. Uh, to be honest. Um, yeah, was just had a couple of drinks, um, had a very cool experience at one of the pubs in St Andrews, uh, Great Fries, and obviously there's a lot of golf history in in the whole town, and, and you know that's a pub that's you know, very much into its golf. And I got to pour a pint and got a standing ovation from the from the whole pub while we were there for dinner. So that was that was that was very cool. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a lot different than the celebration for earlier in the year at Razalkheimer, but. Um, yeah, it's still still a good one, nonetheless. Right, let's uh, look at uh, some of the um, things that happened uh, on that last round. Uh, you you started the day four shots behind uh, leader Richard Mansell, but uh, I think on the second or third hole he double bogeyed, and all of a sudden uh, you're very close to the top of the leaderboard. What were you what were you thinking standing on the first? Uh, to be honest, I wasn't thinking about much. I just it's. You know, around St Andrews, there's always a score out there. You just got to get away with a few shots. Um, you know, it's a funny golf course to play. It's not. You can make a lot of birdies around there, but you're also playing away from making a big mistake because there's so much room. If you hit one in one of the bunkers or you hit one out of bounds, which is can be easy enough to do depending on the wind direction, you feel like a bit of a muppet. So. Um, why you want to be aggressive, you don't want to make a big mistake. So it's a little bit of that, but knowing you have to shoot a low score, and I kind of had nothing to lose yesterday, to be honest. Um, you know, Richard being four in front, it's it's a, and I know what that feeling's like. It's an uncomfortable position, but you know, you know it's in your hands, and um, I had to do something pretty special, and or he had to help me out, and he he, he sort of did the latter. He looked a bit uncomfortable all day, and um, you know, you know, I was lucky enough to sort of be able to take advantage of that. Uh, look, I know Ryan Fox, the golfer, is not a big fan of slow play. In fact, uh, one of the commentators said yesterday you're probably one of the quickest players uh, on the DP Tour, um, if not in world golf. Uh, so yesterday you play in this format, of course, where you have uh, just not the three professionals, but you have amateur partners as well. Not necessarily all uh, have partners at that stage of the tournament. Some have been knocked out as such, but... Uh, in terms of the general flow of the game, it's not your cup of tea in that respect, unless you're playing with a character like a guy like Shane Warne. Yesterday at crucial stages, it was slow. Uh, you can see yeah, it was just getting to you a wee bit. Yeah, I, it definitely got me a little bit through the middle of the round. Um, I felt like we were a bit behind early, which I actually don't mind because I, I never feel under pressure if you've got to catch up. And you know, I, I, early on, it, I, it was in, I was in great rhythm, and then we kind of wasted a long time on the eighth tee, and I just sort of lost focus a little bit and had a had a couple of average shots. But you know, thankfully the, the putter saved me a little bit through there. On, I made a nice birdie on nine, and um, then sort of got it back a little bit again. Um, you know, ten, eleven, twelve, hit some great shots there, and then we got quite behind on twelve um, with Richard sort of having a, a drop in there and hitting a couple of shots off the tee and. Um, I just sort of again lost my rhythm a little bit coming down the the back nine, and 
yeah, as I said before, it's kind of a golf course. You're, you're playing to not make a big mistake, and with a lead, you know, there's there's some places to make a big mistake on that back nine. You can hit it out of bounds on 14, 16, 17, and 18 easy enough. I mean, Alex Noren tried really hard on 18 to do that in regulation, and I tried pretty hard on 16 to do it as well. So it's, yeah, you, I sort of play to not make mistakes coming down those last few holes with the lead, which is probably not the right thing to do, but it's it's kind of really hard not to on a golf course like that when you know you've got the world left and you just can't hit it right. On 17, which of course is uh, the road hole uh, with the, the, the famous bunker, you, you pulled it left. Um, so you're looking at the leaderboard. I, I would imagine uh, you knew exactly where you were. Uh, your mindset going into that, and then of course you, you hit probably um, a disappointing chip, I think, to, to say the least, of, with your third. Um, what, what's going through your mind at this point uh, with the crowd so close to you there? Yeah, I mean, 17's a really uncomfortable tee shot. I, I don't know if TV gives a good perspective on it, but you've got to hit it so close to the hotel. And again, the penalty for missing it's really bad and I, I knew where I stood I knew I had a decent I, I think I was three shots on that lead on that tee and I think Callum Shinkwin birdied at, uh, 18 to make it a two shot lead so you know, it's basically just don't make a big mistake and you know luckily in the, in the Dunnell links you know left's okay there's not a lot of rough left generally they, they make it a bit nicer for the Emmys that week um, and so you know, I'm standing there just get it left get it somewhere up there the front of the green and then you know at worst case make five and through two shots, I've done a pretty good job of that. And then I, I just made a silly decision. I sort of was in between wanting to chip it, wanting to putt it, and um, you know, didn't commit to the chip shot I, I hit and, and hit a bad one. And then all of a sudden, I've got you know 75 feet or whatever, whatever it is for par. And mm. um, you know, I made a really nice two putt there. But all, you know, all going through my head, it's just at least make a bogey here, and you know you've got a, you know, you've you've got a one shot lead going down 18 and. Um, it's, you know, eight, thankfully, 18 is not the most difficult hole in the world. Um, you just again not trying to hit it right, and thank, thankfully, Alex didn't hold a 65 footer across the green on 18. Like it looked very good for a long time from standing side on, and um, you yeah, know, I had the luck on my side this time, and yeah, it was a bit of relief to know I had a sort of 20 foot two putt to, to win the tournament. But it was a it was a pretty nervy last few holes, and. Um, I was yeah very very relieved at the end to to have got the job done. It was a, 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 quite an interesting last uh, twenty minutes because those that have followed you will know um, in a couple of tournaments, uh, Russell Knox and Victor Perez have knocked uh, down putts from around the other side of the world to to stop you, and all of a sudden uh, Noren stands up there, hits it out of bounds, it bounces back, and he's got an eagle putt to perhaps tie you. I mean. Freakish. Uh, I just wondered, did you have a, a, a wee recollection there, or were you too focused on what you had to do? Uh, to be honest, I didn't. I, I wasn't even thinking about it that much. Uh, I was trying to think about what I was trying to do, which is probably a good thing. And it didn't. It almost didn't click in my head that if Noren had held that putt, he would have tied me. And then I, when it was rolling up short, I was going, "Oh no, here we go, here we go again." Uh, I kind of kind of clicked sort of halfway along that putt when it looked good. And I, was, you know, thankfully it couldn't happen again. I mean, I, I don't know how many how many footage of putts people have hold against me in playoffs, but it's it's a loss. And um, you know, this time the luck was on my side in that regard. And you know, it was nice to just roll my one up pretty close and make it a pretty easy tap in for the win. Okay, um, 
Well, just before we finish on um, what happened, what a cool photo on the Swalkin Bridge. What a cool, I mean, not many people in the world have a family photo like that to stick on the mantelpiece. No, that's a, that's a pretty good one for the pool room, that, to be fair. And um, it, was, it was cool to share the whole experience with, with the family. And, um, yeah, that's certainly, certainly one we'll all remember for a very long time. Can I just ask you, um, we all know Grant Fox, the rugby player, we know I'm the selector, we know I'm the rugby analyst as such. What about the, the golf watcher and his reaction at the end of it? I saw the, the very quick embrace as you went to go and sign your card, etc. But um, tell us about his reaction. To be honest, it was it, it all becomes a lure for me after I hold that last part. I was so focused on what I was trying to do, and then the brain just completely switched off. To be honest, so that last the hour after winning just is a blur. But I know Dad's not a good watcher. I know that he's um, he's always someone that that likes control, and being a spectator means no control. Um, so. Yeah, I think he. I think he can be a little bit difficult to walk around with in that regard. But he absolutely loves it, and obviously he just wants the best. But you know, it's 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 definitely stressful for him. But he was he was obviously very very happy, and Mum it was great to have him and Mum there supporting. And you know, as I said, it'd been a tough tough little stretch with mm-hmm. them with you know lost bags and injuries and and you know missing weekends and stuff like that. So to, to be able to share that with them was was just awesome. I've had a text in, Ryan, to just say, can you ask Ryan if he got his clubs back or were you using a new set? So I got them back on Thursday night. Um, so I ended up, but ironically, I ended up using a new set anyway as Shrixon bought out a new set of irons this week. So I had them in the bag, but had an old driver, an old three with an old two iron in the bag. Um, and, but the biggest thing for me was having orthotics and shoes and everything like that, all the little stuff that, you don't think matters too much, but actually ends up being pretty important. So I was very happy to get that back and definitely made a difference over the weekend. Right. Now, Ryan, uh, um, the other thing that has happened, of course, you weren't so many points that your world ranking now is uh, up to 25, which is absolutely astonishing when you think of the quality of golf around the world. Does that mean, does that alter your thinking in terms of resetting your golf calendar? Uh, not so much for this year, but it certainly makes a difference for next year. Um, you know, it's, it's more than likely the Masters is a lock. Um, you know, that, that's top 50 by the end of the year, so it'd be pretty hard for me to drop out of out of that by by 31st of December. And it also brings in a lot of the big events in America early next year. You know, the the invitational events that take top 50 in the world. Um, you know, again, I, I've got a lot of opportunity still at the end of the year and. It would be pretty hard to drop out of the top 50 um, by that time next year. So it definitely changes the schedule a lot for, for early next year. But, um, you know, that'll be all, you know, pretty exciting to, to get a chance to play in, in some of those big events. Well, Augusta is uh, the only major that you have not participated in as such, Ryan. So, I mean, that is that is such a special event as such uh, and uh, you're going to be rubbing shoulders and playing alongside you'll be paired with some great players there with some great history is that something that's always been a goal i mean from well before i turned professional you know the masters was the event that i love watching um you know especially the monday morning new zealand time watch that last round so yeah, to get a chance to play there is obviously it's not guaranteed as yet i'm looking forward to an invite in the mail hopefully later on this year but um, you know, to, 
get a chance to play there will just be amazing. And um, as I said, certainly one that's been on the goals list for a long time, probably not that realistic for a little while, but um, yeah, this year's made it a bit, bit more real and last week certainly helped that out a lot. Right, um, in the immediate future, of course, you've uh, got the end-of-year uh, tour events to come up uh, as part of the DP tour. I imagine um, a, a little bit of fishing, uh, if you can manage it as well. And um, uh, How does the next month pan out for you? Pretty busy, to be honest. Um, I, I've got a week off this week, and then we've got two weeks back-to-back in Spain, one in Mallorca, one at Valderrama. Uh, then a couple of weeks off, then one in South Africa, one in Dubai, and then two in Aussie to finish the year for me. So I'll certainly be hoping to get a little bit of fishing in at some point, whether that's overseas or whether that's just, you know, trying to get a to do some fishing in the UK or whatever. I'd love to do that, but, um, you yeah, spend some time with the family as well and enjoy um, the last little bit of good weather here uh, before it turns cold and wet. Well, uh, Ryan, I uh, appreciate you being in hot, hot demand. We're so grateful you gave us uh, some of your time uh, this morning, our time. Uh, we loved it, mate. It's just a, an amazing achievement. Um, uh, people are talking about it around New Zealand, and so they damn well should too. It's just uh, fantastic to win such a prestigious event. Congratulations again. Say hello to the family for us and um, enjoy. Enjoy it. Continue to enjoy it, mate. It was wonderful. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Smithy, and just thanks to everyone at home. The support's been amazing. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.